welcome back to another episode of Dad Teaches Me About Wine. It's the podcast that teaches you as much as you've been pretending that you know about wine. I am Madeline Quigley. And I'm Matt Quigley. Hi everyone! Uh, We're back. We took a week off for spring, sprang break. We were down in... um, Tampa, well, Tampa, Tampa, oh my gosh, Tampa slash Orlando, and we did, we posted a photo from there, we went wine shopping, and we were just enjoying how states other than Pennsylvania, which is the state we both live in and record from, have like big wine superstores that you can't get in. Do most states have stores like that? Yes. So you, we've really, you've really picked the one state. That it's difficult. I am at a great handicap. How do you be a wine... It's hard to be a wine connoisseur in Pennsylvania. Yes, you have to try hard. You have to try hard. Wow. Well, that this is our us trying to make it easy for all you Pennsylvanians or Yinzers out there listening in. Um, yeah, but we're back. And we are finally on our part six which six weeks work worth of material, but we really stretched this out over two, two and a half months. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. So we are finally on... Part six of France. Part six of France. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, no, longer than that. We've been doing this podcast since for half a year almost. But the sixth show on France. Yes, exactly. So, and today, Dad, what are we talking about? Where in France? Well, today we're going to cover... The south of France that is exposed to the Mediterranean, in terms of the way it's broken down, going from east to west, there's three different sections. So there's Provence, there's the Languedoc, and there's Roussillon, as I said, from east to west. Okay. The dividing line between Provence and... Let me guess. And Languedoc is... The Rhone River. Exactly. Ah, I've already impressed. So... The part of France we're talking about is the coast on the Mediterranean Correct. right now, which yes. is split in half by the Rhone River where it meets the Mediterranean. Mm, more like one third, two okay. thirds. Yep. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we're just looking at that little sliver of land. So, two episodes back, we did a whole episode on the Rhone Valley. Correct. Which runs like a couple hundred miles north to south. And is so it, it's south of um, Burgundy. Correct. And then this is even more south of Burgundy. This is farther south, right to the Mediterranean. So, obviously, the influences are very uh, Mediterranean in the term, in the sense of warm maritime. Well, it's not maritime because That's maritime, ocean. yeah, implies cool ocean. This is warm or hot. Hot, hot, hot. Okay. Yes. So, um, if everyone wants to just you know pull up a quick map of France, we're at that coast. Um, right. And so did you want to start on so the left or the right? We're going to start on well, the right. Wait, should we drink the wine in front of us first? Well, we can, except it's not from the part on the right. So what would you like to do? Mm. Why don't we hold off? Because this is really a uh, life hack wine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so yeah. we're going to not from, drink this. From, uh, I'm fine with that. I bet you take up. a sip. I bet you take a sip. Well, we won't officially drink it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. So the, the first thing we're going to talk about is Provence, which is to the east of the uh, Rhone River. 
So it's a very large area. So the Rhone River hits the Mediterranean, and this is on the right. Correct. The right portion. And, And it's also to the right of Marseille. So Marseille is a little bit to the left of where the Rhone River meets the Mediterranean. Okay. And this is a large area to the right, just shy of Nice, which is on the... um, What about shy of Italy? Well, that too, because Nice is just shy of uh, the border with Monaco and Italy. Okay, so we're... Oh yeah, we're getting close to Monaco and Italy. Yeah, precisely. So this is warm. And in general, it is uh, GSM-type wines. Grenache Syrah Mouvedra. You got it, huh? Mm-hmm. So these are warm-weather wines, and they mostly fall under the uh, AOC, or the labeling laws, of Côte de Provence. Okay. Uh, however, oh, within gosh. this area is a very special area, a which is totally AOC? different. Which has its own AOC, mm-hmm. which is called Bandol, B-A-N-D-O-L. Okay. So Bandol is just a little sliver of land, which is south-facing towards the Mediterranean, Okay. up in the cliffs. And Bandol is primarily a Movedra-based wine. So we talked about Movedra being used in these blends, GSM. Mm-hmm. But in Bandol, it has to be at least 85% of the, uh, the grapes in the bottle. And usually it's close to 100. Close to 100. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Are these the wines on the uh, eastern side of the south of France where it hits the Mediterranean? Are these mostly red wines that are yes. coming out of there? Correct. All they're right. almost all red because they're GSM wines. Yeah, that's Grenache, what I was saying. Plus... Bandol, which is most mostly Mouvedra. Bandol is a really red wine. It's almost it is a purple wine. Okay. It is deep, and it red is, red wine. It is a heavy wine. Oh yeah, you want so, to be eating like a fillet. Yeah, you want to be eating the side of the cow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a big wine. This is and like wolves uh, should drink or something. So the Mouvedra grape is an interesting one because it's. Um, Theoretically, can be used as a blending grape, even in Bordeaux, although virtually no one uses it. It's used as a blending grape in basically along the southern Rhone and south of France as part of, part of the GSM mixtures. It's that bottom quadrant down But there. only in Bandol does it reach its, its uh, apogee, and it is all Movedra. Dad, please tell us what apogee means. The very height. Can that refer to, does that have to refer to physical height or any type of height? No, that's any kind of height. Apogees and perigees. I hope I haven't reached my apogee yet, (laughs) is all I have to say. I hope so too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, but is there other... My point is that this, if you love Mavedra, this is it. Is anywhere in the world. Correct. There's, is there this others? Is okay. All right. It's been said. So Do you like a, Mouvedre? Um, if you get it where it's been aged long enough, it is really a profound wine. And it, it is still reasonably um, affordable. So you can get a bottle of uh, Tempier, T-E-M-P-I-E-R, a top producer for about, Tempier. For, for about 40 bucks. 
Uh, but you better put it in your cellar for about eight to ten years. Because that's about how long it takes for Movedra to start opening up. Uh, uh, Piberon is another great producer. Uh, but if you're interested in big wines, you know, we're talking, this is a wine that would make a California cab go hide. Hmm. Um, then you want to check this out. Yeah, if you know. So if someone you know, name a, ba- a type of wine that someone you, the listeners might know who drink a lot of this wine that might like this. Um, that it could be a good person to get this as a gift for? So, like, people who enjoy Southern Rhone wines, like uh, Chateauneuf de Pop. Okay. Uh, or Big California Cabs. Okay, that's... Yeah, so, less, uh, any esoteric. type of really big wine that typically would go with beef, or something really... So if you see this on the menu at a steakhouse... Something with a lot of of strength. If you see this on the menu at a steakhouse... You will appear to be a genius. Just make sure it's about 8 to 10 years old. Yeah, it's not like last year's... What is it? Baral? Bandal. Bandal. Hey, I was closer than I thought I'd be. Um, Okay, that's G to K. That's a a life hack. That's a life hack. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. There you guys. Wine hack. I think yeah, it's a wine, it's a wine hack. hack. It's a wine yeah. hack. Get that uh, if you like big reds. Giant wines that aren't terribly Well, expensive. what about the rest of the GSM wines around there? Well, I would just say that... Um, from Provence. What you want to look for is value. Most of these no, wines... No crap. <laughs> no, what, but most I of... I want to be ripped off. One, most of these wines are going to be GSM based. And if you pick a... Pick up a Cote de Provence wine. You should expect to pay twelve to fifteen dollars, and it should be similar to a decent Cote de Rhone. A good wine, easily uh, easily drinkable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So now. Yeah. We can address the wine that's sitting in front of us. So let's clink. Clink. Oh, that wasn't it. All right. Mm. Right off the nose, it reminds me of um, something from the Loire Mousse. Sauvignon Blanc. I was going to say Muscadet. I'm thinking more Sauvignon Blanc. It's got a kind of a little bit of a grassy grassy nose, but not as much acid um, on the palate because it's a warm weather grape. I almost brushed my teeth before this episode, but I forgot. I'm so glad. Truly. Crisp white wines after brushing your teeth are as bad as orange juice with yeah. brushing your teeth. Yeah, it's, it's a no-go, and I've done it several times. Um, yeah, I like this. This is very light. Right. So this is a wine that almost nobody knows about. This is another wine hack. Oh, geez, guys. So this is a... Take pe- these to the bank. Yeah, exactly. This is a Picpoul de Pinet. What a name. Yeah. So... We've moved uh, to the other side of the uh, Rhone River. into an area, a very large area um, called the uh, Languedoc. Right. So this is all along the Mediterranean coast. On the left side. Left side of the river. And it's almost all red. So you're wondering, why did Dad pour a white? Well, the reason I did this is that the reds are, again, very 
characteristic GSM type wines. They tend to be very good value. Oh. Um, most of the wine is going to be um, basically labeled AOC Lang- Languedoc. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay $12, $14 a bottle. What makes this different is that it is a um, what I call an ABC wine, anything but Chardonnay. It is a very drinkable white wine that happens to be extraordinarily, extraordinarily nicely priced. So Peak Pool de Pinay is a very tiny area in the Languedoc, um, almost on the ocean. That makes whites. That makes whites. And let me guess what grape this is. It's very easy. Let's look at the label. It's the peak pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you know what you're looking for, it's really, really, really obvi- obvious. What the heck is that? It is a characteristic white grape. Does it grow anywhere else? From there. It's a it's an indigenous grape from the south of France called the peak pool grape. And the wine, therefore, is peak pool de Pinay. It's the only wine from the Languedoc that is labeled by bridal. Hmm. Yeah, doing the American thing. Precisely. And again, these bottles, you'd be hard-pressed to find one for more than $15. Is it an AOC, the peak pool day? Well... Or is it just part of the Langendorf? No, it's. It, I believe it's an AOC. I think it's its own. Um, I will look at the label here. You want me to grab that magnifying glass I found? Oh, thank you so much. You know I found it, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's back in the... Guys, we record in my dad's office, and he has this Doesn't Oxford say. Dictionary that has two volumes, and it came with a magnifying glass because the words are so small. And when I was a kid, I stole the magnifying glass because, you know, as, to, as you do as a kid. <laughs> and it was gone for a lot of years. And my dad, he was pretty good about it. He only brought it up occasionally that I'd lost the magnifying glass. Found it like a month ago. Just putting it out there. Did you put it back? It's back in there, yeah. Is it? It was with the board games in the family room. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Anyway, I can't see it on the um, bottle, but I believe it is. You believe it's an I AOC. I believe it's an AOC. I think it's its own mm. category. Can I ask but, a question? Yeah. This bottle. Yeah. Do Is this because these bottles are used in the Rhone, correct? You mean Alsace? Is it Alsace? I knew these bottles were used somewhere. Long, skinny bottles? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing that they do in Peak Pool. All the bottles are yeah. shaped like Alsatian bottles, even though they're hundreds of miles away. Yeah, okay. I was wondering, because you see a bottle like that, and you're kind of... This is a nice bottle, P.S., like with the the name yeah. in it. This yeah. is this would be a good vase. Save me the bottle, will ya? <laughs> so... Um, the irony is that even though this is an area that produces, well, probably 90% of the wine is red. I want to talk about... Not in about, Peak Pool. No, 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 no. Within um, the Languedoc. Right, right, right. I want to talk about two different areas. So one is Peak Pool, which mm-hmm. is a great um, uh, still white wine that virtually no one knows about. But if you go into a French restaurant and you're... Th- handed the wine list and you're becoming more and more nervous because the 
numbers on the right appear to be quite large. If it's a decent French restaurant and you go to France, it's a good chance you're going to find a Pique Poule de Pinay, and it's probably only going to be about $30 on the wine list. For the bottle? For a typical, yeah, double markup. And you can be a hero for a relatively decent price. I probably would have picked it because it probably wouldn't have been the cheapest one anyways. Well, it may have been, uh, except for the California Chardonnay. But oh, so pay an extra couple bucks and get a, a far better one. Well, yeah, this is going to be better than any California Chardonnay. Under $30 for a $25 California Chardonnay. This yeah. is going to be, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a great wine. Um, the other wine that's really interesting, that has a wonderful history. From um, Languedoc. From the Languedoc, is uh, an area called Limo. L-I-M-O-U-X. Limo. Limo. Mm-hmm. Which was the birthplace of sparkling wine. Ooh la la. Everyone thinks that champagne was the birthplace, birthplace of sparkling wine. But in fact, it was actually the abbey at Limo that produced the first sparkling wine. Do they still make it today? They certainly do. How much... What does it cost to get a bottle of sparkling wine from the Abbey at Les Mots? Uh, less than $20. No way! Yes. That's a great gift for someone celebrating something, don't you think? Or does the wine I, not taste good? No, the, the wine is wonderful. So there's two types of wine that come from Les Mots that are sparkling. One is called the Blanquette de Les Mots, And that is actually made from the indigenous grapes. The actual... Like what? The Limo grapes. Oh. It's a special white white wine. Uh, and then there's a Cremant de Limo, which is made from Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc, which is going to be a little more in line with a typical um, champagne type of grape. Although Chenin Blanc is not used in champagne, it's used in the Loire Valley for sparkling wines so what so do you want to get that one if you're looking for a sparkling no wine? frankly i would go with the blanquette the, okay. the the indigenous okay the indigenous grape do you what would that say on the label it would say blanquette de limo a blanquette de limo okay do they gonna have this at the state store uh you may actually find it at the state store yes if you go to the nice i've one. actually found this in um Restaurants in Chicago and Philly and various other places. La, it's actually reasonably well distributed. All right. Blanquette de la Moe. Yep. This is another life hack to know. We're what, full of them tonight. Well, tonight, well, southern France is full of these great areas that no one's really quite discovered yet. Ooh. You guys. There goes my... Chair. How old is this chair? I did just spill wine on the chair, guys. Um, how oh. old is this chair? Well, as old as we've lived here. Hmm. As old as me. Um, yeah. It doesn't a, mean you get to ruin it. It doesn't mean I get to ruin it. <laughs> Any more than I get to ruin you. Yeah, I guess. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, okay, that's good to know. Um, that's what I, all I was going to say was that's what I'm going to name this episode. Southern France is full of wine hacks. Yep. This is the name of the episode. You heard it here first, except you didn't. You probably read it first before you listened to this. Anyways, um, so those are the two areas you wanted to talk about in the Langendock, one that was technically not even part of it. 
No, they're both part of Languedoc. Well, I thought that um, Peak Pool was a sub. Oh, it's a sub AVA within the okay. larger area okay. of Languedoc. Okay. Right, Limo uh, actually is its own AOC. Also, it gets to mm. put Limo on its bottle. I see. So yep. then, next to Languedoc, so close that it used to be all one, is Rousselon. Rousselon. Right. So Rousselon extends is almost an... to the uh, Spanish border. Okay, so this is like the far west, far yeah, far, far west, left. far left. Looking yeah. at the the map, and there's really not a whole lot I can say about this area, other than it's undergoing a lot of transition. Um, again, the wines tend to be GSM based, um, and tend to be fantastic values. Um, so most of them are going to be labeled under the AOC of. Rousselon, Cote de Rousselon. Um, and they just represent, you know, 10 or $12 values as far as decent, decent wines. And if you're out of an evening, you know, at a, at a restaurant that has a decent French wine list, you're going to see them and they're, they're only going to be 20 or $25 on the, on the wine list. Well, you don't seem that enthused. Well, these are, you know, if you don't have a lot of money to spend, these are areas, these are areas that represent tremendous value, um, where you can get really good French wine for a fair amount of money. All right, that's good. I don't have any questions on that. I guess is it? I mean. It, these are also GSM reds. Correct. They they tend to be GSM, uh, although they they do often use um, another grape, which is the Carignan, and the Carignan is a grape that was utilized throughout the south of France and then uh, ripped out because it's a very high yielding grape. And it was used for a lot of bulk production. Yeah. So that uh, it was looked down upon. Right. Okay. But why they why didn't they keep that rootstock though? They it should've... turns out well, it turns out that if you have really old Carignan vines, Those as we've discussed before, as the vine gets older, it produces less and less fruit, and it concentrates the grapes. And old vine Carignan produces wonderful. Um, wines. And um, some of the best wines uh, coming out of the Priorat in Spain, which is a totally different area, but some of the best wines are actually like 100-year-old Carignan right. um, vines. So old vine can do magic to almost anything because it concentrates the, the fruit so if you were going to get a GSM wine from the south of France, would you go Provence or would you go Languedoc or would you go Roussillon? Roussillon. Well, if you want to pay a little bit more money, frankly, the more liable wines are going to be a little bit farther north. So and you it, wouldn't go to the south of France at all if you want a GSM? 
not if I'm willing to pay a little bit, not if I'm willing to pay about 20 or $25. Because then I'm going to go to the village wines of the Southern Rhone, like Giganda or Vacheray. Now, if I only want to pay half that much, then I'm going to go to Côte de Provence or the, the, um, uh, the Languedoc. So that's, that's really the, the difference. I think that that was good. <laughs> I think that was good. Um, cool. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm into it. What about you? All right. I, I think we're done. I think we're done. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dad Teaches Me About Wine. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or corrections, you can always shoot those over to dadteachesmeaboutwine at gmail.com. The best place to get up-to-date information, like, for example, we skipped last week because sprang break. We announce that on our Instagram, which is at dadteachesmeaboutwine. But even if you don't have an Instagram, that's fine. You can still see everything by going to instagram.com slash dadteachesmeaboutwine. Uh, I'm going to just say it once. We could use some more iTunes reviews. Um, We are also now on Google Play and Stitcher. So no matter what service you use, you can listen to us. Unless it's Spotify and then no, we're not on there. Um, Those three, though, you can listen to it. Please tell all your friends. Leave a review. And thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.